You're listening to Tulsa Talks, a Tulsa People podcast, episode 2.11. I'm Anna Bennett. This episode of Tulsa Talks is brought to you by the Tulsa Regional Chamber. Today, a conversation with Sherry Gamble-Smith about Tulsa's Juneteenth celebration and how we as a city can continue to move toward reconciliation. Then, editor Ann Brockman offers her top picnic tips for that perfect summer meal. So let's talk Tulsa. Action. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva Maheshwara. There's the kick. So yummy. No one knows better. It's like I'm a mother of five, and I know my children better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And no one can come into my home and say, Sherry, your children need this, that, and the other better than I can. Yeah. And so, and that's how we feel. You know, um, we we know our community, Mm -hmm. um, and we know what we need. And no one can come in our community and say what we need better than us. That's the voice of Sherry Gamble-Smith, president and CEO of the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce, a group that she and other community organizers began in 2018 in order to educate, create, and inspire economic vitality in Tulsa's African-American community. Founding the Black Wall Street Chamber was a reinvention for Sherry, who had formerly served as executive director of another group, the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce. What prompted uh, you and the other founding members of this chamber to um, put the energy into its creation? Like, what needed to change? Um, we, The black community needed a rep- representation in our business community, um, in our we we had a historical chamber, the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce, and um, for some reason, all, with all the bad um, history, it just kind of got stagnant, you know. And so, um, our business community started suffering, and so we were asked by different people in the community um, to, "What do we do?" You know, and I so. After talking to different um, leaders um, in different states, um, different other African-American chambers, um, and praying, um, me and Vanessa Hall Harper, our city council of Vanessa Hall Harper, we got together and said, hey, we need to do something. We need to make sure that our business community is thriving because we definitely, um, if we're going to even be any close to Black Wall Street, how it used to be, then we have to think about the entrepreneurs. We have to think about the small businesses, and we have to think about our community in a whole, and and be out there in their faces, and and teaching them and educating them um, what it is to be a business and a small business, how effective that is to our economy. And so um, we got together, we got some um, good group of people together, and we decided to launch it. And so we did in May of 2018. So we just celebrating. Wow. This month is our first year. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and we are, we have a lot of different businesses that have joined in as members and individual. We have the corporate level. We have the educational um, piece to our chamber. And so we're adding programs, but we're teaching our community how important it is to be a part of the economy, you know, definitely um, as small businesses to think outside of just 
me, my four, and no more, you know, that families. Mm -hmm. But to also think about what you can do as a citizen, you know, to give back and be a part of, you know, our community. Beyond helping African-American businesses and professionals, the Black Wall Street Chamber advocates for other important changes identified by the black community. We definitely want to see, we want to see our African-American community um, more jobs. You know, we want to see North Tulsa um, developed, mm-hmm. grocery stores. We don't want to be a food desert. Why, are, why is North Tulsa a food desert? Right. It, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. When I hear food desert, I'm like, like why there's... does the city not care enough for <laughs> one community or one part of the city that, you know, I care enough to go in and say, hey, we're not going to have this. This is not going to be a food desert in the city of Tulsa. We're, you know, we're too good for that. And there's plenty of customers. It's yes. Like what's, what, where's the holdup? So, you know, let's, let's find the solution. You know, we have all these meetings. We have all these workforces. I'm so tired of different workforces and, and different committees and different commissions and all kinds of things that this is not working. It has not worked in the past. It's not working now. What is the solution? Let's stop meeting to meet to meet, but let's meet with the solution. Let's come in with solutions, you know, because we know the problem. The problem has exist, existed in Tulsa for years. Mm-hmm. What is the solution? What are we going to do today? Is that's the conversation that needs to be had. And so the chamber is one to have that conversation. We want to get, be in the face of people. We have a lot of people come to our chamber and say, we don't know who to give to. You know, we, the philanthropic community, don't know who to give to in the North Tulsa community or the African-American community. Well, it's not just one organization, we have many organizations. Just make sure you're giving to the organization that is actually um, doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for many years we've had organizations that didn't do anything but receive money. And I, I don't think it's just in our black community. I think it's in communities all over. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't want programs in North Tulsa that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't work and we say it doesn't work, then we don't want you to come and bring another program just like it. Just to say that you came into, you know, our black community with this program for what? You yeah. know, so we are we're having that conversation. Mm-hmm. We're saying we don't want it. And we're saying, yes, we do want um, this because this works. And no, we don't want that because that don't work. And it didn't work. So right. um, I think we are not fearful, um, a fearful community like we used to be. I think that. A lot of people were scared to say certain things because they said, well, we're going to lose our funding or we're going to, you know, well, let's come together as a community. If somebody wants to pull their funding because we spoke up for our community, then let them pull it. Yeah. And let's find a different, let's yeah. find another source. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where, that's where we are. Yeah. When we come back, Sherry Gamble-Smith tells us about another reinvention she's spearheaded, the resurrection of Tulsa's citywide Juneteenth celebration. Tulsa Talks listeners, we love Tulsa and we know you do too. So does the Tulsa Regional Chamber. You might not realize it, but the Chamber is more than 100 years old, which more than makes it a Tulsa institution. They represent 2,000 member organizations and more than 175,000 area workers. As a business-driven leadership organization, their goal is to improve the quality of community life through the development of regional economic prosperity. What does that mean? 
It means their staff of 75 works hard every single day to attract, retain, and expand great businesses. They work to increase educational access and workforce skill levels. They advocate on behalf of their members at both the state and federal levels. They champion efforts to make our community more livable and inviting. And they promote our region as a vibrant tourist destination. To learn more about all that the Chamber does and to become a member, visit TulsaChamber.com. Welcome back to Tulsa Talks. I'm Anna Bennett. Summer is in full swing, and Tulsans will soon be planning 4th of July cookouts and fireworks shows. But before that holiday, there's another Independence Day to be celebrated. Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, the day that the abolition of slavery was announced in Texas, the last U.S. state to free its slaves, nearly three years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Juneteenth celebrations take place in many cities across the nation, including here in Tulsa for more than 20 years. This year's celebration is June 13th through 16th in the historic Greenwood District. The festival is a multi-arts experience that recognizes and celebrates the rich heritage of African Americans. Thinking about, you know, these celebrations have been going on since 1865. Um, why do you think it's still so relevant to, to celebrate in 2019? Well, um I believe it's really relevant because slavery, number one, should have never happened. Right. And after all those hundreds of years in slavery, and then one day you wake up and you are no longer a slave anymore. And you know, um, for our for our people, for African Americans, that's something that we look back at, look back on, and say, you know, hey, we are a people, a strong people, um, and we definitely want to celebrate our freedom, you know. Um, and, and we still deal with today a lot of racism and prejudice and, and different things like that, but we are definitely free, and we want everybody else, not just the African Americans, and to know that they are free, but not to ever let anybody um, bind them down and change their minds and or whatever, making sure that they're strong, strong-minded, strong-willed, and um, free, you know. So that's that's... My outlook of it, that's what I teach my kids and pass it down to other children um, in mentoring programs. Hey, don't ever let anybody um, treat you like um, a slave or property, you know. And so um, we just letting everybody know all over the country, all over the world, that this will never happen again. It shouldn't have happened, and we're going to celebrate our freedom. Tulsa's Juneteenth celebration of the 80s and 90s was an energetic jazz and blues festival and picnic drawing tens of thousands. Since then, smaller Juneteenth celebrations have continued throughout the city, but Sherry and organizers of the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival have made it a major citywide event once more. Last year just kind of blew us out of the water. <laughs> we had over 20, about 20,000 people over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's saying it's more numbers than that, but I, I do know it was over 20,000 people. That's amazing. So how have you uh, fostered this this growth, um, this reinvigoration of Tulsa Juneteenth? It's really collaborating with um, other organizations and corporations, um, the community, getting them really involved, uh, making sure that um, the city of Tulsa knows that this is not just an African-American festival for just African-Americans, but it's for the whole city of Tulsa. 
um, is collaborating um, with other people in the in the city. It's kind of crossing um, barriers and knocking down barriers to make sure that you know we one day become this one Tulsa. So what better way to do it than in a festival? Absolutely, everyone loves a good everyone loves a good party. Yes. So where is the the brunt of the action happening? It is going to be on Greenwood, the historical Greenwood um, in the Greenwood District, mm-hmm. on what we call Black Wall Street. It's actually right um, on the side and kind of behind the historical Vernon AME Church, mm-hmm. and across from the Greenwood Cultural Center. Okay, great. And so that's going to be where all the live music, the big acts are coming in. Yes, that's um, on Friday and Saturday. Thursday, we kick it off with um, Movie in the Park at Guthrie Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a block party um, at the on Greenwood and Archer. Mm-hmm. Greenwood and Archer. So um, the Black Wall Street Gallery is putting on, this year they're joining in and putting on a big um, block party to kick off Juneteenth. So we have actually two big events going on that, that Thursday. Wow. And then Friday is Sheila E. will be in town, and she is going to rock our bones. She is uh, she's definitely cool. She's one of my favorite percussionists, and she is going to um, kick off Friday night. Friday night is going to kind of be like a ladies' night because it's going to be all-female um, artists and DJs and MCs and dancers, and we're going to have a big party on, on Friday night. And Saturday night is definitely our R&B night, and it is Moore's Day in the Times. We'll have Charlie Red. We'll have um, Thaddeus and the Wise Man. He is a, Thaddeus is a American Idol contestant. Uh-huh. Um, and so we are really looking um, for even a bigger celebration each day. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday is our um, church in the park, and we are definitely going to close it out um, praising God in the park. How wonderful. That sounds like just a lot of energy yes. going on. And um, so how do you go about uh, programming the activities, the musical acts? How do you strike a good balance? Well, we have a lot of good volunteers. Um, and then our administration um, and my staff is working endlessly and um, on preparing. We have a committee, a planning committee, that um, helps us with the programming. This year we, we're focusing on disadvantaged youth and healthy choices for children. Um, so our kids zone, which is on Saturday, would be um, teaching healthy choices. We have also um, have the gathering place um, have joined. that's going to be joining in with us, and we um, have a lot of people from the city coming in. And helping us making sure, you know, that our programming and all of our, um, that we, I guess, strike a good balance and keep a good balance, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because it sounds like there's an educational element as well as just entertainment. Definitely, definitely. We, we want to educate our, our, our city um, and we want to educate, educate our community and our children. Um, this is a, this celebration is um, a celebration from the freedom of slavery that ba- that goes all the way back, dates back to 1865. And we want to educate um, 
not just the African-American children, but our, our the city of Tulsa and everybody that would like to know about the history of slavery and why we celebrate Juneteenth every year. Mm. And what do you, do you have any hopes specifically for um, white Tulsans as far as what they'll, what they'll come away with, an understanding or a resolve? I think it's a, it's a really educational piece for, for white Tulsans to, um, to come out and celebrate and break down that barrier. You know, it's always a big divide in Tulsa, mm. and we kind of want to ignore it a lot, um, but it's there. And coming and celebrating with us um, lets us know and them know that, you know, we are working on um, becoming that one Tulsa, mm. becoming a, a city that can come together and make a difference, you know, in each in each individual lives, you know, and as a city in a whole. Yeah. And Tulsa itself has such a, you know, a very violent history as, as well. Um, you know, it's just so striking that these celebrations are, are going to be happening in historic Greenwood, the site of so much tension and violence. So it seems like Tulsa has like double reason to commemorate and celebrate. Yes, we do have double <laughs> double reasons to commemorate um, because we have the 1921 race massacre that happened here in Tulsa um, that definitely need to be, uh, I believe white Tulsa need to be educated on that part. It's, our, it's part of our DNA. Mm-hmm. It's been hidden for a long time, but in a couple of years we're going to be celebrating the um, well, not really celebrating, but it's going to be a, um, our anniversary, 100-year anniversary. Mm. And we look at it as um, what have Tulsa done? What do they know? It's not in our history books. It's kind of been, like, wiped away. And now all of a sudden, um, closer as it gets closer to that 100-year anniversary, um, everybody's like, oh, my God, how's the world going to look at Tulsa? And it's not going to be a pretty sight because, no. you know, nothing has been yet done for the African-American community, and we're kind of sitting back and saying, I don't know how you're going to do it, but, you know, we're willing to, you know, sit back and, well, not just sit back, but to help. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be a part of um, making sure that you ha- that people are educated, you know, and even though a lot of people feel guilty, they're, you know, that's our DNA, that's our history, that's something that we need to um, be educating each other about, you know, mm-hmm. even a lot of African-Americans didn't didn't know about it because that's how well hidden um, Tulsa and Oklahoma has kept in, has kept that that massacre. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that was done very intentionally. Yes, definitely intentionally. So now it's just I think that the world probably knows a little bit more than we know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just not our nation. It's the world. We had a we had visiting um, countries come in and they've been asking and wanting to do tours. And so um, us as the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce, we are definitely wanting to be, we're going to be doing tours and, and um, putting that educational piece into our chamber, um, teaching the history. Um, and so that other people, when they do come, they can see, because if you go down to the Greenwood District, you don't see our history. Right. It's not like front and center right because it's i mean like you said it's the the entire world Mm -hmm. in some ways knows that this was like the epicenter exactly um so what is the what what's um on the future plan as far as 
putting that history front and center? Like what is the what is the chamber working on? Well, the we have the 1921 race massacre um, commission, mm-hmm. and they're actually working on it. We have different um, other organizations that is working on it. We are collaborating with these different organizations that will be um, collaborating and also doing different things on that 100-year anniversary. And so we are not just doing anything as an individual, but I think it's a time for all of us to come together and um, show the world that we can we can cross these these different barriers and and break down these walls and stop being so divided and come together and do something on that 100 year, but not just that 100 year, but going past that, mm-hmm. going forward in the future, making sure that it's in our in, in our schools that we're teaching our kids, you know, and that we have um, definitely come together and try to heal because I think that's the biggest part. Our city needs to heal. You know, our African-American community needs to heal. And that hadn't started yet. When we come back, Sherry Gamble-Smith shares her thoughts on Tulsa's progress toward reconciliation. But first, editor Ann Brockman is here to spread the love with some summer picnic tips inspired by Tulsa People's June issue. Oh, good stuff, though. Yummy. Why would anybody ever eat anything besides breakfast food? Ooh, there's the kick. Hello, friends. It's Ann Brockman, editor of Tulsa People magazine. Well, summer is here, pools are open, our road trips are planned, and there is one thing I encourage everyone to do this summer have a picnic. Get outside, spread a blanket, and dine al fresco. Food writer Natalie Michaels has come out with some perfect picnic provisions. So yummy. Pressed picnic sandwiches are easily transportable and totally customizable. Pile on your favorite meats, zhuzh them up with some mozzarella, and your favorite greens, and you've got a delectable sandwich. Oh, good stuff, though. These are great paired with the Lebanese chopped salad, whose recipe can be found in the June issue of Tulsa People. I speak from experience that this is one tasty side dish. Are you one of the many who proclaim fried chicken as a picnic's must-have dish? There's none better in Tulsa than Wanda Jay's, located in the heart of historic Greenwood. Call ahead and order yours for your next picnic excursion. Also in the June issue, you'll find a list of some of our top area destinations for a picnic, as well as additional recipes and tips for your next outing. Pick up a copy at one of our more than 200 distribution sites across the city, or visit tulsapeople.com 24-7. Tulsa Talks listeners, if you own a business, this is for you. The Tulsa Regional Chamber wants to be your partner in prosperity. With a membership in the Tulsa Regional Chamber, you will be connected to a growing network of 2,000 business owners throughout Northeast Oklahoma. Your company will join the largest business-to-business community in the Tulsa area. At more than 100 chamber events a year, your company can build relationships with potential clients, promote your brand, and give back to the community we all love. Through the chamber, you can connect to Visit Tulsa, the Tulsa Convention and Visitors Bureau, as well as the Tulsa Sports Commission and their programs and events. 
Whether you are interested in legislative advocacy efforts, becoming a member of Tulsa's Young Professionals, or supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts through Mosaic, membership in the Tulsa Regional Chamber can help you impact our community and build your business in meaningful ways. For more information on how the Chamber can partner with you, visit TulsaChamber.com. Welcome back to Tulsa Talks. I'm Anna Bennett. When we left off, Sherry Gamble-Smith was discussing the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. This month marks the 98th anniversary of the horrific event that likely killed hundreds and decimated Tulsa's Greenwood community. Has there been any improvement in recent years as far as acknowledging uh, that history and making steps to go forward? Obviously, we still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I think there are baby steps mm-hmm. um, have been made. Um, now people are acknowledging it. Um, I was at a, um, a, a meeting at the Capitol on yesterday, and um, and they had acknowledged it. It was a lot of it was the Department of Education, and they had acknowledged that this should have been and our history books, you know, and what do we do now, you know, and so I think the conversation is happening. And so that um, I'm really excited about that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, we need to go past the conversation because everybody knows that this happened. Um, what do we do to make this a better city? What do we do to make sure that um, the African American community is not forgotten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because 1921, a, a hundred years is not that long ago. It's not. And it, it's the same, at least from my perspective, it's it's the same reason that, you know, 1865 wasn't that long ago. Right. In the big scheme of things. Right. So we have to continue to acknowledge mm-hmm. the past as we move towards the future. Because, I mean, African Americans in America were enslaved for far long, for longer than they've been free. There's like right. the the scope of the human suffering is like hard to get your mind around. And so then when people say, "Oh well, 1865 was a long time ago," like it it wasn't right. So how how do we keep having those conversations? Do you have any insight on how people can you know really lean into the maybe the discomfort? Uh, because it seems like people would rather, some people, you know, white people especially, um, would rather just ignore or say that, well, that's in the past. How do we keep having those conversations? Well, we definitely, as a black community, we, we're definitely going to keep that conversation going. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to let it um, burn out or die um, because it's really important to us. It's important to pass that down. And um, we know our country was built, this country was built on. Um, the backs of African Americans you know um, we built this country and so we don't want people to forget you know the part we played even though it was a hard part that we played um, it still we did play that part and so even with in Tulsa we had the Black Wall Street it was a vibrant community you know, and people from all over the all over the world, all over the country, came to to hear music and to see the entrepreneurship and um, the different business thriving. You know, and how do you, as a city, 
to know this history, to know that this community was thriving like that and not to put money back into that community and say, hey, we want the same thing. We we want this this community to thrive. And for years, if you go in the Greenwood District, you don't see that. You don't see any part of our city um, taking action in that community. So we'll never... Um, sit down and never stop fighting for what is right I think is, is the, the key word is doing what is right um, and making sure that um, because other communities, the Native American you have the Jewish community, you have um, the Hispanic community um, and different communities are, are starting to thrive but we still don't have the African American community who was the thrivingest community most thriving community in the city, mm-hmm. even more than the white community. Mm-hmm. And so the different things after the massacre, then there was urban renewal, and it came and took, and it, it just seems like there is a systematic um, system in place that keeps trying to destroy what um, I believe that God had, had blessed and put here in Tulsa. And we definitely want it back, you know, and we wanted to thrive, mm-hmm. but we wanted to thrive together. You know, we don't want to be on an island by ourselves, all the African-Americans over in North Tulsa. No, we want to be part of Tulsa. Equality means a lot to us, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure that balance is here in Tulsa. And so leadership is really important, making sure that the people, our mayor, our commissioners and our, you know, city officials and state officials are aware of this is who the world is going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to look like at all the individuals, all the residents. They're going to be looking at leadership, you know. And so us as African-American leaders in our community, we are definitely saying, hey, let's not let anybody forget us. You know, let's keep it um, in their minds in front of them all the time until we get that justice. After the massacre of 1921, Greenwood rebuilt and prospered. Since then, many in the community have fought against racism, urban renewal, and other barriers long perpetuated by city leadership and Tulsa's white establishment. That's why the work of the Black Wall Street Chamber is so important. So it almost sounds like the um, Black Wall Street Chamber is positioning itself to be to be able to communicate so broadly with many different organizations so that there can be sort of like a central knowledge point. Because it seems like a lot of times, like with nonprofits and different organizations, everyone operates so separately. Yes. Do you think that um, the, the chamber is helping to connect everything so people understand like where their money's mm-hmm. going, what needs to happen. Well, that's our goal. Yeah. That's our goal and that's our vision is to be that um, organization that um, that that builds the bridge, you know, that communicates to all other organizations saying that hey, we can be individual organizations but we can work together. You know, we can support each other. Um, let's Let's do that, and let's make sure that all of Tulsa knows once the African-American community in a whole says this organization is dead, then it's dead. And don't we don't want white America coming in and trying to revive something that is already dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that um, that has happened, happened in our community for years, and we are 
realizing that um, it's not really what we need or what we want. It's what the the city of Tulsa is wanting to push on us for whatever reason, or the philanthropic community um, wants to come and do in our community. But no one knows better. It's like I'm a mother of five, and I know my children better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And no one can come into my home and say, Sherry, your children need this, that, and the other better than I can. Yeah. And so, and that's how we feel. You know, um, we, we know our community, mm-hmm. um, and we know what we need. And no one can come in our community and say what we need better than us. Yeah. And so out of respect, I think that's the word that I'm looking for, to be respectful and get with these organizations that are really trying to um, come in and and say, hey, we want to work together. We want to work across, you know, the different barriers and the different lines that have been drawn and say, hey, but we want to do it this way. We want to do it our way because we know what works. Education. We know how to teach our children. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But everything that, I guess, that the system, we kind of believe that the public school system is a pipeline, school to prison pipeline, you know. And so that's deliberately been set for our, our, mm-hmm. our children. And so our education system, public education system, is the worst. We're like 48 in the nation of, you know, in education. And I'm like, where do, how do we get there? Right. You know, how do we get there? Why are we losing so many teachers? We, we don't focus. So the Black Wall Street Chamber want to have those communi- those conversations and say, hey, we want to focus on education. We want to focus on the economy. We want to be a part of the small business community um, that brings in, that makes our economy better. We want to focus on, you know, the different things that um, can make our city, our community, other communities better. We want to partner we don't want to do it by ourselves. We want to partner with you. We don't want to come to the table after you've made a decision. But we want to be at the table when the decision is make, been made, you know. And so we find ourselves, you know, invited to become, be a part of something that's already been planned for our community. And we feel like we're just the face now. You know, you need you need our black face, so we're just the face. And and so we're speaking out, you know, and I'm so excited about speaking out. I've already been, I'm always, I've been an activist forever, um, but more not as verbal as I should have been. But raising five children um, and have nine grandkids, I have to make sure that they feel like they have a voice. Mm. So you, you have know? to show them. Yes, that, you know, I am not holding back. I am going to um, speak out for right. And so on our chamber is open for membership. We don't only accept African-Americans. Um, we have um, all races, you know, in our, as members and that are part of um, our programming and, and building um, our chamber. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're excited about even the Tulsa Regional Chamber, they um, definitely offer their assistance and whatever we need, building programs and different things like that. So it's building those type of relationships yeah. that is going to uh, push us further into the future mm-hmm. and setting up these jobs for you know the next generation to come in. 
because I'm, I'm like 52. And so I'm already thinking about the next person that's going to come in and, um, and train that person to take over the chamber. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's another thing that is exciting. We're not planning on staying in these jobs forever. But right. we are planning uh, for the next generation and training them and promoting them and pushing them to come in and learn, you know, and show us, you know, because they have so many creative abilities and skills. For more information on the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce, visit bwschamber.com. And for a full schedule of Tulsa Juneteenth activities, go to Tulsa Juneteenth. Thank you so much for listening to Tulsa Talks. If you enjoyed this show, tell a friend about the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tulsa People or head to our home on the web tulsapeople.com slash podcast. There, you'll find show notes and more info about our guests and topics. Every episode, we play you out with some local music. Here is Desi and Cody's new single, Dandelion Wine.
For more music by the Tulsa Folk Duo, visit desiandcody.com. This episode of Tulsa Talks is brought to you by the Tulsa Regional Chamber. Original music by The Ear Slips, recorded and mixed by Mike Gilliland at Augie Reed Studios. Tulsa Talks is a Langdon Publishing production, recorded right here in beautiful downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma.